So, welcome to this retreat. Uh, it's really uh, a wonderful thing to uh, share this time together, to share this space together. And uh, I'm really happy to see uh, so many of you here. And I know some of you are here for the first time. You're relatively new to meditation and uh, new to Gaia House. So uh, a very special welcome to you as well. And we're really keen that you feel this is a, a place where you can feel at home, a place that feels safe for you, a place where you can feel supported in exploring meditation and exploring your own lives. Uh, so this evening we'll really be setting the scene and uh, establishing what this retreat is all about and what we're here for, what we're doing and really helping you with that process of settling and arriving and uh, you know, feeling more at home here. So my name's Jake and this is Caroline. Um, unfortunately Chris, who was going to be here, has is, is been uh, unable to come but he's well and uh, sends his best wishes to us all. I said to Caroline earlier, it feels like, in a way, maybe I'll jump in at the deep end. <laughs> okay, So I'm going to offer some reflections on our theme this weekend. And uh, hopefully that will help to, to set the scene. And hopefully it doesn't feel too much like whoosh, straight into it. But uh, it felt a, a good way to begin. A good way to begin. And uh, in due course, we'll be giving you some more practical information about how the weekend will unfold. So uh, rest assured that those kind of questions will be answered too. This practice really is uh, an exploration of what brings freedom in our lives, what brings peace in our lives, where the deepest and most profound joy can be discovered. And the theme of the weekend, the Four Noble Truths, is really pointing to that. Looks at where we can find freedom in our lives, where we struggle in our lives, and what sustains that struggle how we can begin to let go of that and discover a greater and deeper sense of joy and kindness and compassion. As I begin to reflect on this theme, it's helpful to bear in mind uh, the attitude that we can have when hearing teachings or reflecting on teachings. And a phrase which I love very much, actually, is uh, one that some of the teachers use, which is that I, I offer these thoughts for your reflection. I offer these thoughts for your reflection. And I love that because, on the one hand, it has that sense of offering. And I think you can really feel that everything that happens over this weekend, you know, everything that 
uh, we say and the things that you'll hear others say in groups, uh, we can have that sense of them being a gift, an offering. And in that way, when someone gives us a gift, we can take and appreciate what's helpful. And if things that aren't so helpful or don't seem so useful, again, we can just put them to one side. And also the words for your reflection, I think, are really helpful. Because in there, there's a sense of autonomy and a sense of teachings which invite investigation in your own experience. So in Pali, in the the language of the Buddha, the word is ehipasako, which means inviting investigation. Because the things we're exploring aren't things to be understood merely intellectually. There's all kinds of things we can learn just with, with our head. Yeah, I agree with that, don't agree with that. I'm thinking about it in that way. But the depth of this teaching is about something which really affects our whole heart, our whole way of life, how we think, speak and act. So that sense of investigation is really important in order for the learning that we're engaged in, the practice we're engaged in, to really permeate the whole of our being. So this theme of the Four Noble Truths begins with the sense that life is difficult at times. And uh, I'm relatively confident that this is a pretty universal experience the difficulties in life, the times when we struggle, the the times when we don't feel quite at home, the times when things don't feel as full of ease as they might do. We're rubbing up against life. And one of the things I find a, a huge relief is to hear this spoken about in a teaching which is approximately two and a half thousand years old, And some of the things described in this sense of struggle really are so contemporary that, um, well, there's just that sense of of a relief that it means there's nothing particularly wrong with me or you or any of us. So it's not that there's some kind of personal fault that means that sometimes life is a struggle. And I think even beginning to feel that is the beginning of a kind of liberation rather than I shouldn't be like this or why can't I get it together or why is it so easy for everybody else or how come they've somehow got it all sorted and I'm getting on and struggling with whatever I'm struggling with. And this teaching that's actually saying a degree of struggle, this aspect of struggle is a universal part of experience. Not being able to get what we want, getting what we don't want being subject to sickness, getting old, the things that we love leaving us, the things that we don't like, somehow hanging around longer than we'd prefer. And this teaching invites us to look at this aspect of difficulty, of struggle, to really 
face it, to come close to it, to seek to understand. And that's uh, a very precious aspect of the retreat that we're engaged in this weekend, that we're, we're taking time to look. So when difficult experiences arise, if they arise in this weekend, uh, which they're very, very likely to, um, our usual props, our usual ways of dealing with those aren't quite here. Yeah? I feel a bit, something's a bit tricky, so I phone a friend or turn on the TV or send someone a text or whatever it is. And here we're, we're not able to uh, rely on those kind of things. So in a way that's tough, but also it offers a real opportunity to look more deeply into that experience of struggle or difficulty. And looking into it more deeply can be a profoundly freeing process. Because we begin to see, or can begin to explore, what sustains that struggle. So often the story that may be going through our mind is that the difficulties we experience are because things outside ourselves or perhaps even things in our own experience are somehow not quite in order. So that instigates a project of reordering the world. If, if there's a struggle, somehow maybe I need to sort things out, move this over there, move that over there, get a new job or a new relationship or get rid of a job or a relationship or uh, go somewhere else, be somewhere else, become a different kind of person. And a whole complicated series of projects can follow from that. And here we can begin to explore the way in which that experience of struggle is sustained and produced by by not really meeting our experience, not coming close to it. So we can begin to do that. We can begin to be more intimate with our experience as it arises and passes. We can begin to greet all of the changing experiences and explore the possibility of finding peace within that change. It's, it's so delightful for me to come back to Guy House. I mean, absolutely love it here. And it's full of wonderful associations for me. And uh, one thing I, I quite often talk about, actually, is I had a, a job here when I was on retreat of taking out the waste food. Okay, so I don't know if you've seen it yet, but if there's any food left over at the end of the meals and it goes in a bucket and somebody has the lucky task of moving this waste food into a plastic bag, taking it outside. Now, generally speaking in life, putting out waste food is not what we look forward to. <laughs> we don't think, great, three days before I get to do that job or putting out the waste food. And generally speaking, it's perhaps something that we want to get out of the way as quickly as we can and get onto something better, more interesting or more exciting. 
But I, I always remember this experience of, uh, you know, I've been here some time, and I was just sort of really, quite lovingly really, you know, very gently putting this waste food into the plastic bag, taking time to do that, giving that attention, giving that care, not treating that moment as something to be rushed away from or got rid of as quick as I can, but just present. You know, as the food goes into the bag and then just sort of having a feeling that this was fine, that there was enough, there was a feeling of uh, abundance really. Nothing, in a fundamental sense, that there was nothing missing. And to me, that's really at the heart of what this teaching of the Four Truths is about. That when we begin to see that, that in any moment, as we begin to bring that attention to it, we begin to be in the present, inhabit our lives. that there can be this profound richness. And that leads to a quite different way of being because if we're not so much caught up then in trying to get everything outside ourselves together, but we're more paying more attention to how we're meeting life, how we're meeting each moment, So these truths are looking at the difficulty in life, looking at the craving or the thirst or the wish for things to be different that can sustain that difficulty. Beginning to explore that possibility of the end of struggle, the end of suffering. Uh, In the Buddhist tradition, this is called uh, Nibbana. Nibbana. You may be more familiar with the term uh, Nirvana, but it's uh, Sanskrit and the Pali terms and as we think about the end of suffering at times we can think well this must be for somebody else or some other lifetime or some other kind of person and I think it's really helpful to reflect on those moments in our lives when things do begin to cool down so I just gave you that you know, one little reflection from my own experience of just this, you know, putting aside the waste food. And just for a moment, that whole wish to be somebody else or do something else or reorder life, just, just cool down. And really noticing those moments, really, really helpful. So again, I would encourage you really to feel that this weekend. And it's not, not um, how to put it, not as a kind of demand or anything like that, but just noticing are there times when there's just that sense of ease, just noticing that. Even if it feels quite small can be very significant.
And the fourth of these truths is the, the path, the path that leads to the end of suffering or struggle or difficulty, which really is about living a, an ethical life, living a life of non-violence and honesty, a life of integrity and awareness, and cultivating a, a calm and collected mind. And we'll be dedicating lots of time this weekend to doing just that, to simplifying our attention and coming back to the breathing again and again and again and just beginning to allow the mind to settle and calm. And as we do that, as we practice meditation, as we allow the mind to settle, this insight, this vipassana, seeing clearly becomes possible. When we look more deeply into our hearts and minds and see what's there. And begin to notice the movement, the flow, how things come and go, arise and pass. Begin to notice when we get stuck, when we get hooked. And begin to notice when we can let go. And when we can find a deeper peace. So these reflections just frame the weekend, really. Frame the weekend. That's dedicated to exploring what brings peace, exploring what brings joy, exploring a life where that sense of inner abundance within ourselves can lead to kindness and compassion to others. And exploring that in a very experiential way. Obviously, on one sense, in one sense, uh, Caroline and I are the teachers this weekend, but it's also your own experience, this wonderful place, the wonderful silence that can really help your own exploration and investigation of what brings uh, peace of mind. Welcome to each of you. I'm so glad that we could all make it. And maybe one or two more also still coming through the snow. Um, So, um, yeah, I would like to pick up a little bit on the, uh, what we might call the, the container of the retreat, the retreat form. So this is, this is quite new. There's a lot of you that are new to this. So, and even perhaps when we come back to it, there's a sense of, oh, right, yeah, okay. <laughs> different place, different kind of form, different, you know, the silence and, whoa. So we hope we want to, as Jake was saying, kind of introduce this enough so that you can really, perhaps you already begin to feel, oh, maybe it's okay and, but it can take a while, it can take a while. So I really encourage you to, you know, give yourself a sort of settling in period, you know, just kind of, just as you orientate yourself to 
to being here and being in the silence and so on. So before I go on any further, um, I just want to say a little something about posture and sitting. I mean, um, perhaps first of all, just say let it let it be an exploration as well, because actually to find um, a posture that's really feels relatively comfortable and stable, you know, where you can sort of settle, and that you can also feel kind of upright. That can take a little bit of investigation in itself, right? So feel really free to use a bench, try cushions, different numbers of cushions, sit sometimes on a chair, you know, really, so that you can really find, and as I say, it can take a little bit of finding. So just, we'll say more of this later and also about this uh, later and also tomorrow to to help and you feel free to ask questions. But right now, if you want to get more cushions or just to, to help you feel, a really good principle is like the way Jake is sitting, that you have your knees on the floor somehow and that can often mean having two or three cushions under your bottom and also that you might need a cushion under one of your knees you know if both knees don't touch the ground like like jake's do um so really want to we're going to be sitting here a bit longer really don't want you to be sitting there kind of really uncomfortable so if anybody would like to go and get another cushion or just sit on a chair please feel free to do that right now and really want to help you get get comfortable For those of you who are okay and continuing to sit, and again, if you want to, feel free to move your body. If you want to stretch your legs, um, feel free. Otherwise, if you feel comfortable, just stay, stay as you are. Okay, so, um, yeah, just that that sense of uh, really a kind of generous, generous attitude towards yourself and perhaps also to others in being here, in in beginning, in feeling like, oh, I don't quite know what we're doing, I don't quite know what I feel about this and, you know, whoa, and and feeling really allowing, allowing in a way... uh, being generous towards ourselves maybe in however we feel you know maybe we feel excited and then we feel scared and then we feel oh this is going to be great and then we feel well I'm not so sure about this 
So a kind of sense of generosity towards ourselves and really feeling that's really okay. Letting all of those passing feelings and thoughts and questions, just letting them kind of be there, letting them come and go. Letting them change as they undoubtedly will, maybe since you arrived, you know, this afternoon. How, how much has your experience changed? I know. And the settling in period, I think, you know, whether it's five minutes into a sitting or, you know, the evening of arriving here. And there's a reverberations, perhaps, in your mind, in your heart, in your body, of where you've come from, you know, maybe this week or something that happened yesterday or, you know, that nagging thought about something you didn't do and... <laughs> These things that may be spinning around a little bit in the mind, you know, and feeling a bit tired or tense or whatever it is. And just really seeing if you can really, oh, you know, kind of say, okay, it's just, that's just how I am. It's just how it is. Just let me be with that. Can I make room for that? So, such a fundamental attitude in a way in, in the meditation and such a fundamental sort of gift, a gift to ourselves and really allowing this retreat time here to be a real gift to yourself. What a wonderful thing to give, you know, this time, time to explore you know our own experience we spend we're so busy in our lives aren't we running around doing this and doing that we don't almost kind of really know we really how much are we really in touch with what's actually happening as it's happening you know we're so involved in this and that and doing this and going there and thinking about that oh my goodness so Sometimes it can feel a little kind of strange. Suddenly you're plopped into this silence and no, not so much to do, you know, sitting and walking and a few groups to talk to each other and us and a few one-to-ones and a little bit of a work period. And, you know, it's pretty simple. And it can feel kind of, you know, sometimes it can just feel lovely. It can just feel, oh. Right, you know, just like getting into a warm bath. So, so, so really, really seeing how it is for you and how that changes perhaps moment to moment and between today and tomorrow. So I really encourage you to, to let yourself settle in and however that is for you. So I want to say, I talk a little bit about this retreat form that we uh, are embarking on here for this for this weekend as a vehicle as a container i hope that kind of as an image that as a container for us to um, actually train in the meditation to actually practice that to to see what our minds are doing and learn a bit more how to relate to that in a kind and wise way again as Jake was saying, it actually helps helps us to gain a sort of sense of perspective on our life. Oh, you know, yeah, that's what's happening, okay. And to learn how we can actually participate in that in a way which actually helps us to be steady, 
to be steady with the difficult, to be steady with the happy and the pleasant, to be steady with the not-so-interesting and boring bits, so that we can actually be in touch with our life, so that we can actually live, we can actually live our life, which is always happening right now. And it's always right here, and how much of the right here and right nowness of our life do we skip over? You know, because we're caught up in, in, in worries and pushes and drives and busynesses and desires, and, and, and not there's anything wrong with all of that. It's, it's not bad or wrong, it's just if we can if we can have some perspective on that, then we can begin to kind of have a steadiness, you know, a refuge, a place where we can feel uh, okay. We can, we can feel okay even in the midst of the ups and downs. So in, the, in creating a, the container here, the silence and the sensitivity and um, the kind of sense of being respectful and caring in a way to each, to each other, in a, in a very simple way, you know, in the silence, just a basic sense of friendliness towards each other. And such an offering also, a gift of giving other people this quite unique, in my experience, or quite unusual combination of companionship, you know, togetherness. Like, we're doing this together. We're supporting each other to, to deepen, to inquire, to, to explore the meditation. But we're also giving ourselves and other people space. Oh. So we're not requiring other people to be something for us, you know, to kind of make me feel okay, smile at me, you know, yeah, please, yes. Or we're not kind of like checking people out and thinking, oh, like that, don't like that, or, or, or kind of, you know, all those ways that, that, that we can really be um, and wanting other people to mm, sort of, Make us feel okay, I suppose, is what a lot of it comes down to. What we have here is this wonderful opportunity to, to sort of experience a being together where we can actually um, support each other without even speaking, you know, without even interacting. Although, actually, I wanted to say the question of eye contact and you know, in the silence, I, actually, that's fine, you know, if you if you catch someone's eye and you have a little smile, that's really fine. But also, if not, is also, let that be fine. So you can actually feel like you can drop a little bit out of all oh, the roles, you know, like I, I'm the friendly person, or I'm the rebellious person, or I'm, you know, or I've, I've got to make sure everyone's all right kind of person, you know. That let allowing ourselves and allowing others to uh, really see what it's like to be simpler. Like, who am I? Or, you know, what does my life feel like? What is life when you actually drop some of that got to be, you know, got to achieve, got to get this right, got to understand, got to you know, make sure, oh, we can, we can actually begin to kind of relax in a way through that, drop through that. And such a support, 
amazing sense of that shared intention, which is so powerful, you know, that we, 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 we uh, can kind of feel, we can feel nourished by that. So just to really encourage you to sense the wonderful gift that this is that you're giving each other, that we're all giving each other through being here and actually being part of a larger meditating community in the house, the coordinators and staff and the work retreatants and the personal retreatants who are, who are we're all in this together. We're all supporting each other. So I really hope you enjoy being being part of that, feeling what it's like to be part of a, a community in that way. While at the same time, also, of course, each one of us in, is in a way on our own retreat. So also, letting this time really nourish you and feed you in a way that you need, that is really... It's almost like listening. What is the silence and the stillness and the teachings and the walking and the beautiful grounds and the wonderful support of having these meals sort of magically appear, you know? What can you what can you actually open up to receiving in all of that? Something wonderful. You know, something but for each of us to, to find out what that might be for us. So, um, Jake mentioned the ethical uh, precepts, and I feel so strongly that the way the Buddha taught was that the ethical sense of care, respect for life, for uh, for ourselves, for others, it's so it's so much the foundation of a meditation practice, and it's so much the whole, in a way, motivation and fruit of this practice that we care more, that we learn what it means to really care for this moment, for each moment, for our life, for ourselves, for others. Really deeply understand that. And not as a kind of idea, as an imposition, you know, as you should or a commandment, but very much as a guideline to, to sort of, like a, like a light or a line or a thread or something to follow you know what do we follow in this life you know we we explore and we look for things to be trustworthy things to help us when we have difficult decisions to make when when we when we know know what to do now these five precepts offer us a wonderful basic sort of way of reflecting so the first one a commitment to non-harming but to instead to care for life and to really you know this is a lifetime of exploration, you know, because from 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 very you know obvious outer forms that you know we don't squash the spiders, you know, or if you find a um, a, a slug in the lettuce, you know, when you're cleaning the lettuce in the morning, you take it outside. It's like a little practice of really what, what, seeing just seeing what it's like to actually honour life in that way. Very. So again, can you, I hope you can hear that. It's like an invitation to explore. But what that offers to ourselves and to others, and when we practice that in the world, I mean, you know, it's, it's huge, isn't it? And it's kind of that the, the, the offering that is to learn how to be kind to ourselves, you know, which is for many of us no small task. And we can, we can really, really learn something about that in this meditation. 
I know I have. And I know that for me it's been quite a long process. For some of us that's, a, that's maybe as much if not more challenging than, than what is it to be kind to, to others. But as Jake was pointing to, you know, the meditation practice is being this learning to be present, connect with our life from moment to moment. It's really the main, in a way, basis for being able to do that, isn't it? Because if you're not here... If you're not really connected with what's going on, you know, how can you hope to respond appropriately? So, just so you see how all this really connects together as a whole whole path. So the second precept, not to take that which is not freely offered, you know, not to steal anything. And just, again, while we're here, there's a wonderful offering to each other and we know nobody's going to take our stuff, you know. And just feeling how... Just what, how how that helps us relax, um, and and the 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 cultivation side of that is wonderful. And you know, here on retreat, maybe it comes up a bit as like, oh, I wish I had you know my hot water bottle. Actually, I hope that you mentioned there are hot water bottles. So if you need one, do ask. Um, but you know, things that you have at home, and 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 it's cold and. You know, maybe there's a you wish you'd brought a this or a that, and but we have blankets here, and it's like learning to make do and to kind of be content and okay with what there is, because actually there's enough. There's enough. It's okay. No, and that's the wonderful offering in a way in the practice of of not taking that we learn to actually honour and and, and uh, enjoy and appreciate what we do have. So then we have the precept of uh, um, not misusing our sexuality or sensuality. And in the context of a, of a retreat, this is particularly an invitation to refrain from any sexual conduct, any intentional sexual conduct. And what, what this does in the context of a retreat is just to, again, free us up from some of our kind of probably for a lot of us, you know, a lot of the time it's quite a preoccupying kind of thing about relating to others and traction and all of this. And that, not that that doesn't have, you know, some of that might happen. It's around in the mind and the body, but we don't, it's like we, we don't, we, for this time, we say, okay, I'm not going to act on that. It, it, we can kind of, in a way, set it aside or just sort of be mindful of that. And that's such an offering both to ourself and also to, to others. Um, for this time in the context of daily life that translates as um, just to um, relate to or use our our sexuality in a wise way that's actually non-harming to ourselves and others so the fourth one is um, about speech and obviously in the context of a retreat we have this silence (coughs) and really invite you to um Meet the silence as if you were meeting somebody, you don't know them, and but you have a sense this could become a really good friend, but may take a little bit of getting to know. Because yeah? sometimes silence in our lives may have felt punitive or rejecting or you know, awkward, and so, again, being sensitive, if some of that is around for you, just be aware of that, but also just have the sense of opening up and saying, oh, the possibility of of that silence being something deeply nourishing and supportive 
just something to explore um, and also again to really uh, respect that that silence that the guy has but it's one of the special things it offers in a way um, very rare very rare in this world isn't it especially to be with others so to really invite you to kind of Hmm. Yeah, hmm. what is that? You know, explore, be open to, see where that takes you, see what that brings to you. Um, and the last one is uh, you're asked while you're here not to engage in uh, taking any intoxicants, um, any any drugs other than any prescribed medication, which you would be encouraged to continue taking uh, as prescribed. And the, the spirit behind this, again, is something about caring for our body and mind. That, that the kind of heedlessness that can come, say, from alcohol can undermine all the other precepts, as you maybe you've experienced. I know I have in my now somewhat far past, but, you know, of, of alcohol and, and, oh dear, you know, and the trouble it gets you into, my goodness, and the, so to be using that wisely, so again in our life we reflect whether we refrain completely or we have it occasionally, but for the retreat obviously we're, we're sort of saying really to, to see what it's like to simplify and purify in that way, how, how supportive it is um, to ourselves and others. Um, let's see. Hmm. So... Um, in terms of the some practical things about again kind of protecting the silence and supporting that, really ask you to um, bury your cell phone, bury your mobile in the bottom of your bag, and if it still feels like it's really too tempting, then give it to me, give it to one of us. You know, we'll, I'll certainly take care of it, put it in my bag, give it back to you at the end of the retreat. Um, really, really encourage you to really lay that aside. Um, there may be some final call you might need to make this evening after that um, to really not not use it at all. Uh, and obviously if there are any you know, special circumstances with illness, then that's for you obviously uh, to, to discern for yourself if there's a particular need. Um, we also suggest that you actually let go of reading and writing for the weekend and this is just a suggestion but again it's part of something of, of, of the adventure in a way of experiencing something different of experiencing yourself in a different way um, you might want to jot down a few notes here and there if you if you really want to do that of course you know we won't stop you so it's really all of these are really invitations to explore and suggestions as well suggestions but um it's often helpful we are very very much available here to help and support you in any way that we can so anytime really mean that anytime there are going to be groups and individual, you know, one-to-ones. But, you know, if, if it feels like you're getting into a weird place or, you know, whatever, then just come and speak to one of us after a sitting. Or we're, we're up in the teacher's wing, which is up the spiral staircase and uh, in the teacher wing. So, 
you know, really, really feel free to write us a note or just come and find us anytime. It may not be necessary at all, but just so you know that we're really here to support you as are, of course, the coordinators for anything practical. Um, one thing we just last thing um, we did want to mention that we felt that because of the weather and the snow that may well fall quite a lot here, we wanted to propose that we actually end the retreat Sunday lunchtime. And I really hope that that's okay with people. We felt that it would give you all more of a chance to get home um, on the Sunday afternoon with, you know, if there's a big, you know, a lot of snow around. But that also you're very, very welcome to stay for the afternoon and continue practicing, you know, if if you want to. So there's, there's, I don't know if that sounds okay with everybody. Yeah. And I wanted to let you know now so that you can kind of, okay, right, that's how it is. And if you need to phone anybody this evening, any change of plan, you can sort that out this evening. Um, or otherwise on Sunday morning, so that, you know, you can really kind of, for tomorrow, just put everything down. So does anybody have any questions about any of that at all at this point? Great. Well, do feel free to ask questions at any time, if there's anything that need. Okay. Great. So, um, we'd like to, um, for the last part of our time together, we'd like to do some meditation, some sitting meditation. But before then, I'd just like to invite you to do a little gentle movement, a little exercise of the body, again, to help the, the body, help the arrival process. So if you'd like to just um, stand up. And if any of you have a, a yoga practice or anything like that, you might want to find some point in the weekend, maybe tomorrow morning, or uh, yeah, any point to, to, to actually move your body, stretch your body, can be a really helpful part of part of the retreat. So let's see what we do. Um, if you just bend your knees a little bit and just have your feet just slightly apart is probably a good idea. And just kind of do a little bit of jiggling. Makes sense. Take care of your body. Don't if you have you know back or anything. Don't hurt anything. <sighs> just take a breath. Ah, and just make a little bit of sound. And wiggle your arms and your hands a little bit. Have a sense of just letting things kind of jiggle and wobble a bit. Shaking the arms. And then shaking the legs. Oh, you can pick one leg up. And maybe let's do some shoulder. Letting yourself have your eyes open or closed, whatever feels right. Taking some deeper breaths. 
Just very simple movement stretches the whole body and then just opening the arms and stretching up. Stretch up if you want to go on tiptoe. And then oh, bring your arms down and bend your knees a little bit. Let your top of your body come down. And you can, if you want, breathing in as you bring your arms up. Breathing in and then breathing out as you bring your arms down. <sighs> breathing. Just do that a few times. Going down as much as you want. Just stretching your body as feels right. So you might want to stop at the top or pause there, or you might want to stop halfway down, or you might want to stop hung, hung over. Okay, and then just lastly, um, face. I think a lot of us carry a lot of tension in our faces and maybe for this weekend we can let some of our masks and you know kind of positions we hold our faces and let them relax so just squish your face around a bit oh, you can pull your jaw down Scrunch your face up very small, tight, make it all tight, and then really big, very small, very scrunch up, and really big, very small, and then just let it Feel the body standing, just however it feels right now. Feel the feet on the floor. And then just gently sitting down again for meditation.
We're mindful of the fact that uh, many of you will have travelled a long way to get here and uh, that it's important that you get a, a good rest tonight. Uh, so this will be a relatively short period of meditation just to help us uh, begin to settle. Um, so again, finding a, a posture, if possible, with the knees in contact with the ground, if you're sitting cross-legged, and if the knee doesn't quite reach the ground, uh, perhaps a cushion or a blanket just to support it. It's very helpful. With the back, having a sense that the back is upright and also at ease. And uh, this is a real art to discover and uh, find that balance. We're not forcing the back to be very, very straight, but neither are we slumping. We're finding that place as best we can where the back is upright and at ease. And just to help us to settle in, just allowing the breath to be slightly deeper than usual. Just for a couple of breaths, so just on that out breath really. Really feeling that sense of arriving. the breath to come to a normal normal length, just a natural length of coming in and going out. Feeling the contact with the ground. It might be the feet on the floor. Or might be the legs in contact with the floor. And also the connection with the cushion. Connection with the chair. So in this way we're beginning to establish a sense of base. Having a base to which we can come back. So whatever else is passing through it experience, whatever else is coming or going, there's this connection with the ground. And connection with the chair or the cushion. And checking that the hands are at ease. 
nothing to grip or cling to. So the fingers and thumbs can be relaxed. without making any demands just a gentle intention for the shoulders to be soft muscles in the face to be at ease. Now allowing the attention to rest on the breathing. Feeling the breath as it comes in. And sustaining the attention as the breath goes out. So other aspects of experience will arise and pass. Thoughts, feelings, sensations, memories, plans. Just allowing the breath to be in the foreground of attention.
feeling the breath as it comes in. Staying with the breath as it goes out. And it's usual for the mind to become caught by other aspects of experience, to be hooked by something. And when you notice that's happened, just recognizing that. Um, with an attitude of kindness and patience gently coming back to the breathing and feeling the breath as it comes in staying with the breath as it goes out
And so we're not forcing the mind to be quiet or struggling to make it still. But just gently allowing it to settle in its own time. Feeling the breath as it comes in. And goes out. Tomorrow we'll be exploring the instructions for meditation in uh, more depth and be giving you lots more guidance throughout the weekend. So there's more time this evening for you just to engage in that process of settling in, feeling at home. And uh, if you feel that you have more energy, you can stay in here and sit a little longer in meditation. Or uh, if not, you can perhaps get a hot drink and rest and just get that sense of uh, getting a feel for what Gaia House is like if you're new here. And just helping that sense of, of feeling more at home.
So we will see you at uh, 7 o'clock, isn't it? 7 o'clock tomorrow morning for uh, meditation. We'll meet back in here. So I wish you a, a good rest. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.